So we're going to turn to the Gospel of John, and uh, we're in chapter 20. Um, I know you've been doing a different series here at uh, City Centre, and we've uh, just finally finished Joshua last week at City West, but this is just kind of a, uh, this stands on its own, uh, not, not part of a particular series. Next week, across all sites, we're starting a new series in uh, Thessalonians, but uh, I just felt this was something God put on my heart for us for our time together uh, this morning, and uh, yeah, John chapter 20. Now, we're at a, while you turn there, we're at a big moment here for the disciples. Jesus has just been crucified and uh, it's a, it's a huge moment. They're, they're feeling a sense of aloneness, disappointment, despair, fear. Uh, you know, they'd, they'd lost their, their lord, their master, their friend. They'd seen him uh, ca- arrested, captured, beaten, tortured, die. You know, all these awful things going on. You know, Peter had, had denied him. And, and these, these, these guys who'd been, been with him, been, been close with, with him, shared meals with him, followed him, had suddenly seen all of everything just kind of uh, ripped apart at the cross, kind of, what, what is happening here? You know, they hadn't quite understood what Jesus had been trying to tell them that it was going to happen, and, and suddenly, in a, in a moment, kind of, their world is just turned upside down. And uh, we read in verse 11 of chapter 2 that Mary, she's in tears. And, uh, and then we, we pick it up, the section we're going to look at, in verse 19. Uh, actually, in fact, just a bit more context, we read about them in Luke's Gospel as well, on the road to Emmaus, they're kind of moping around and they, there's this phrase, they say, we had hoped he was the one to restore Israel, we had hoped. Does that sound familiar, you know, in the face of, of disappointment and when things don't turn out as you expect, when, when life doesn't pan out as you expect, when you're thrown a curveball, you kind of think, this, this isn't what I'd hoped for, I'd hoped for something else. I think we've all done that from time to time, haven't we? In one measure or another. We're kind of in a, a season of life as a family of, of, of nappies and, and mixed uh, sleepless nights. And uh, I think those words or, or words to that effect have kind of come out of my mouth. You know, I, I had hoped for something else. I'd hoped for a better night's sleep, as an example. Um, but we've all said that. Maybe over this last 18 months, when it's been a really difficult time for many, you, you look at the situation you're in right now and, and, and how life is right now, and you're thinking, Lord, I'd hoped for something else. I'd hoped not to lose my job. I'd, I'd hoped not to uh, have lost this relationship. I'd hoped not to have lost this. I'd, I'd hoped not to be sick. And you're left feeling a sense of confused and, and loss and, and despair and let down. I had hoped, you know, plans cancelled, life disrupted, suffering. Maybe even this morning you, you're, you're here, but you're just with a sense of disappointment. Lord, I'm, I'm disappointed. I had hoped for something else, but here I am. I'm disappointed. Well, just like Jesus comes to the disciples, as we're going to read in a moment now, he wants to come and speak to us this morning. And I want to look at three particular things that, uh, that he says, and uh, we'll just take them one by one as we, uh, as we go. Verse 19, chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. So the doors are bolted. You kind of imagine, you know, they're kind of, Quick, lock, lock the door. You know, is, is the coast clear? Is anyone coming? Keep, keep your voices down. We don't want to get caught here. Uh, and I, I love that about the Bible. It doesn't leave out details. You know, if I was writing an account 
I, I might have omitted the fact the door was bolted because we were fearful. It just, just makes me seem a little bit better, doesn't it? But it's here, warts and all. And uh, I love that. And it gives you and me hope, doesn't it? When, when we, we read of these, uh, these men who were following Jesus, who were just knew Jesus well, had experienced just a closeness and an intimacy with him, and then suddenly they're kind of bolting the door in fear as if a locked bolt is going gonna, is gonna to do anything. And I love that. It gives us hope. Because you and me, when we're fearful, when we're frightened, we too, we kind of shut down, don't we? We, we shut down. Maybe you close yourself off to, to somebody or maybe even to the Lord. You kind of think, oh, I just close myself off in, in fear, in hurt, in disappointment. Anyway, the door is locked. And, and then it says, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. He doesn't criticize them for their fear. He doesn't uh, criticize Peter, say, I, I thought we were friends. You know, what, where were you? What, what were you saying? What happened? He doesn't judge them for that. He doesn't make them feel guilty. He comes to them. He is there for them because he loves them. He's not said anything at this point. He's just come and stood among them. But he, he comes and he stands among them because they're his beloved. Today, he comes. He's here. He's, we've heard him speak among us, but he's here by his spirit because we're his beloved. Do you know, you're, you're his beloved. Do you know that this morning, that you're his beloved? You may have thought, oh, I don't think he's speaking to me. I don't think he can speak to me. I don't think he can love me. You're his beloved. You're his beloved. Maybe you've been away from God this last 18 months. You've just found yourself just with all of the disruption and, and someone just far away from God. He doesn't come and say, what have you been playing at? What have you been doing? What, what's going on? Why did you make those decisions? He comes to you because you're his beloved. Verse 20. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sides the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. I'll bet he's risen. He's alive. Their friend, their Lord, their master. He's risen from the dead. What a moment. And then verse 21 again, Jesus says, peace be with you. It's the first words out of his lips. Peace be with you. Of course, it's the, the first thing he says to them. It's not just a, a greeting. You know, he notice he repeats it. He says it twice. It's not just a, hi, how are you doing? It's a... It, it's peace. Peace be with you. Peace for your soul. He's saying you and the world can now receive this peace for your soul. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's not a lot of peace around, is there? You've only got to, as Marcus was touched on, only got to put on your screens and, and, and there's not, and look at world events, there is not a lot of peace around. But Jesus, he comes. Today, he comes because you'll be his beloved. He comes and he says, peace be to you. Peace be with you. Do you know his peace this morning? I'm not talking about just the, the absence of anxiety or fear or a, a peaceful life, a comfortable life, but peace, knowing that your life is in his hand, knowing that no matter what, no matter what circumstances, situation we may be in right now or in the future, no matter what, your life is in his hands. No matter what you've done, your life is in his hands. Knowing that everything we ever did wrong is paid for at the cross. Peace at a, a deeper level than any wounds or fear in our hearts. 
and all only possible because of the cross. Sins paid for at the cross. Jesus dying, paying for, for my sin, for your sin at the cross. Sin taken away, the righteousness of God given to you and to me, adopted into his family, sons and daughters. It's peace for your soul. Peace for your soul. Peace with God. Being brought back into relationship with him despite what we've done. Being brought back into relationship with him. It's peace. Peace for your soul. It means peace in the, in the, the face of the most dire circumstances. Knowing that no matter what, your life is in his hands. I know that, in a, I'm sure in a, in a room like this, there'll be folks who are, who are hurting, who are grieving, who are in really painful and difficult situations. His promise is that in the, in the darkest of those situations, you can know his peace and his presence with you. On uh, Friday morning, just as I was uh, I had a busy, busy week, and uh, uh, I'd kind of set myself Friday to kind of get, get this together, and um, uh, it often happens, you know, an, e- an email pops in, and because uh, uh, I've, I've got, so for those that don't know, I, I've got a couple of jobs. I, I uh, part time for the church, and then I've, I've got a proper job as well. And um, uh, and, and an email just popped in, and uh, as is often, often the way, and kind of in a moment, suddenly you're not. A, it's not a life or death situation, quite, quite not at all. But in a moment, your peace is just it's just gone. You know, you just read it. You think, oh, how how am I going to how are we going to fix? How am I going to make this right? How are we going to fix this? And uh, you know, if you're like me, immediately your stomach kind of, you know, tightens up and uh, you begin kind of working out what you're going to do about it. And, uh, and then, of course, it's made slightly worse by the fact you're, you're preaching on uh, peace on Sunday. You think, well, I've got to get it back. I've got to get my peace back quick. And the, the, it's Friday. It's Friday lunchtime and the clock is ticking. And, uh, okay, what do you do? And uh, I, I think I just went out for a, for a wander. And, uh, and, and just, just, just prayed, and, and, it, and instead of kind of... I think so often we look to just try and get rid of the anxiety, get rid of the fear, get rid of the, the, uh, the feeling. Maybe, you know, chocolate will help you do that, or, or, or a film, you know, escape from it all, or something like that. Um, but instead, what we need to do is just to put his, his promises in that place, his promises in that place, the promises, remind ourselves of the promises, pray the promises of God. Lord, I, I don't know how this situation is going to fix itself. Okay, it's not life or death, but I don't, I don't quite yet know how that's going to resolve itself, but I'm going to take hold of your promises. I'm going to take hold of your promises. And, uh, and it's wonderful. Peace returns. Put him at the center. Peace returns. Joy follows. It's, it's wonderful. Knowing that knowing that we're in Christ and that our life is in his hands. Okay, let's look at the next thing he says. Verse 21. Next, Jesus says, As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. This good news, it's too good to keep to themselves, both the disciples and us. The door is bolted. They're they're in fear. But this message has to go out. And now they and us are the ones being, being sent, being, being commissioned to go and share it. We're not to be passive or passengers just here to, to receive, but also sent ones. You know, now we've re- understood and received this wonderful peace with God, that, that we're loved, that we're chosen, forgiven by God. It's too good just to keep to ourselves. We are sent, sent into the, to the workplace, into uh, 
neighborhood situations, neighborhoods, and so on. This life-changing news of the gospel, that we're no longer slaves to sin, no longer separated from God, but that Jesus has made a way by the cross, a way for us to be brought near, brought back into relationship with him. Not simply forgiven and now go, you know, kind of like a, a judge would, right, you're, yep, you're forgiven, you're not guilty, go, but forgiven, now you're welcomed, you're accepted, come, come near, come near. The practical out, outworking of this, it, uh, it, it, I say it, it may, if, if you're at home, if you're uh, maybe at home looking after a family or working at home, this might be friends, family, neighbours. If you're in an office, it might be uh, colleagues, co-workers. If you're at uh, university or school, it may be into the classroom. It's so, oft, so often we can think that uh, we, we're in a job just to kind of, well... Um, to make ends meet or as a means to an end to you know, provide and so on. But as, as followers of Christ, no, 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 we're sent. We're not just in that, super, in that, in that, in that job to uh, provide food and, 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 and so on and to make ends meet. No, no, we're, we're sent there. We're sent. You're not just on that university course because, uh, well, that was the only, only, only university that offered you a place. No, no, you're sent. You're sent. You're not just... Uh, you know, at home because, oh, well, you know, I need to look after the children. No, you're, you're sent. You're sent. So Jesus, he wants us to know his peace. He wants us to know he is sending us. And then the third one that uh, I want to look at, uh, in verse 22, uh, it says, uh, says this. And with that, he breathed on them, this was pre-COVID, and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And I love that. You know what I mean? Okay, the Holy Spirit has been involved all along, and, uh, but Jesus, he knows them. You know? I mean, they're locked away uh, in fear. And, and you and I, if we were thinking of people who were going to go and take out, continue Jesus' mission and uh, you know, plant churches, uh, the, the credentials of these guys, they are not great. You know, they've denied him a little while earlier. They're, they're now locking the door in fear. And Jesus, he knows they're going to need his Holy Spirit, his transforming Holy Spirit. He knows that soon he's going to be ascending into heaven to be with his Father, and he knows they need his Holy Spirit. He knows, like, like us, that they're fearful, they're weak, they get confused. He knows they doubted him, denied him, that they, they didn't really understand what he was trying to tell them in, in, in earlier parts of the Gospels. Frankly, he knows they would need it. He knows they would need transforming power from, from kind of fearful and confused to sent ones into the world. He knows that they would need his spirit to, to grasp and understand this peace with God. To, to know his joy, to know him better, that they would need his spirit to, to reveal him to them. To help to help them worship him and to, to witness, to go out the strength and boldness and courage. He knew they would need his Holy Spirit, just like he knows we do, to do all those things. Just like he knows we need his Spirit. When we are dry and thirsty and, and maybe you just, it's, it's, it's hard reading his word sometimes and it, it's just, you know, you can kind of read it and think, I'm, 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 I'm getting nothing. He knows that we need his spirit to, to make it alive and to reveal it to us. In our, the same for our prayer life. And, and when we worship and so on and, and gather like this, it can be, feel like it's, oh, it's a trudge, it's hard. He sends his spirit to help us, to help us engage with him, to meet with him. It's the presence of Jesus for you and me. 
but also power. We, we haven't got time to look into it now, but when we read the Acts, we read wonderful miracles and healings and people speaking in tongues, and this is by the work of the Holy Spirit that Jesus is empowering his sent ones to go and do. It's the revolutionary power of the Holy Spirit for you and for me. And it's a free gift. It's a free gift. It's, we're able to freely receive it this morning and tomorrow morning and this afternoon if it's a really bad day. It's, it's the free gift of God for you and for me. Tomorrow morning, okay, well, it's a bank holiday, but, you know, Tuesday morning back at, back at work, just feeling, feeling flat, feeling dry, feeling anxious, feeling fearful, feeling distant, far away from God. It's the free gift to come and empower us, to come and change us. It's the presence of Jesus with us, no matter what. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, on the, on the operating table, it's the presence of God with you then. At the graveside, it's the presence of God with you then. It's the presence of God, no matter the most dire circumstances, His Spirit with you and me is the presence of God with us. Ask to be filled. It's the, it's the fresh life of God. In a moment, we're going uh, to come back into worship and uh, there'll be the opportunity just for where you are, for each of us. Won't you join with me in just praying, God, fill me afresh this morning. I want to, I want to know you better. I want to know more of, more of you, more of your, your peace for my soul, more, more strength, more courage to be sent out in, into the workplace or, or the world. I want to know more of, more of who you are in my life. Won't you join with me in, in praying that this morning? Maybe you're feeling a sense of despair and fear and, and just uh, wrung out weakness and flat. Pray to be filled afresh this morning. He, you're his beloved. He wants to meet with you this morning. He wants to, to fill you with his life-giving presence of God's this morning because he knows what we're like. He knows that we, 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 kind of, we, we get flat and we get distracted and we, we get lost and we stumble and we, we lose our way a little bit, but he, want, he sent his spirit to, to transform us, to fill us, to change us and to help us and to guide us. Should we, should we stand? Perhaps Tim and the bands can uh, make their way back up. When I was just uh, when I was preparing this, I just I just felt God put this word on my heart of uh, of, re- of restore, restore. I felt He put that word on my heart for us. And um, when you're reading the Gospels in in, in John, uh, Jesus speaking with the disciples, and then not quite again figuring out what He's saying. He, they say uh, he, uh, Jesus says to them, "When you hear this about Him speaking about Him going to be with the Father, you are filled with grief." And there's a sense that He He knew they would feel a loss. Of, of their friend and uh, lord and master, but he's in the business of restoring. He wants to restore. And I just sense this morning he wants to restore. Some here maybe feel your strength's been sapped, your energy sapped, your confidence taken away, your joy gone. And ultimately, he wants to restore your soul. Maybe just 
you've been far away from him, found yourself in a, in a dry and lonely place. Maybe you've never come before him at all. First time, opportunity. You're his beloved. He wants to meet with you. He wants to fill you. He wants to restore your soul. By his work on the cross, he's won a victory for you and for me to bring us back to him, to restore what was taken away. He wants to restore this morning. Not having to earn or pay, but Jesus paid the price at the cross. He comes because he, you're his beloved. He comes not having a go, not, not criticizing, but he comes saying, peace be with you. You're sent. Now receive my spirit. And I'm just going to read this uh, little bit of Psalm 23. Pray for us and um, we'll, go, from, we'll uh, go into worship. David writes this, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Just speaking about the rest of God. He leads me beside, still, beside quiet waters. Verse 3, he refreshes my soul. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound good this morning? Whether you're, you're going great with God or you're uh, completely flat, doesn't that sound great? Have your soul refreshed this morning. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. Feeling lost, confused, feeling fearful. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let's pray. And I want to encourage you, in, maybe in this moment or as we move into worship, just to, uh, just to pray, just to receive from him. You, you can just pray where you are and say, Holy Spirit, come. Come fill me afresh. Come reveal your, the glory of the risen Son to me afresh, of who you are, your love for me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the wonderful news of the gospel, that we're your beloved, Lord. That not because of anything that we've done or deserves, quite the opposite, but because of what Jesus has done at the cross, what your Son has paid for at the cross, that we're your beloved, Lord, that you, can't, you, you want to restore that relationship with us, with you, Lord. I pray for... Uh, for for dear church family, those right now, Lord, I just pray, come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we say that we need you. We're weak. We get fearful, lost, confused, dry, flat, and we say that we need you. We invite you, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you meet us where we are right now, Lord? We're hungry, we're thirsty for more of you. We want all that you've got for us, Heavenly Father. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.